Hi, this is Leanna. For those of you who don't know who Adriana and I are, we're the voices behind the podcast, and we're actually best friends, but we don't live near each other. We live far from each other. We used to live all the way on opposite sides of the country, but now we just live a few states away. This means we don't really get to see each other very often. In fact, we've only met in person once. And today is a very special day because it's Adriana's birthday. And so today I'm going to read a few very special stories about friendship from far away. The first book we're going to read is called Letters from Bear. Hello, bird. Have you arrived safely in the south to your island in the sun? I'm missing you already. I enjoyed our summer together so much. Why do you have to migrate every year? In a week, winter will be here. All the animals are gathering chestnuts and acorns inside their caves, nests, and dens. But I don't have the heart to make my home ready for hibernation. I've decided to write to you every day so that I can be close to you. The wind will deliver my letters. Bye for now, bird. Yours, Bear. Dear bird, I've made up my mind. I'm coming to find you on the other side of the world. All our friends have wished me a safe journey. Don't get too hot, said Badger. Bring me back a coconut, said Fox. We'll be thinking of you, said Beaver. They gave me a hazelnut for good luck, a mossy pillow, and a drawing of the lake. So you see, I'll be carrying a little bit of each of them with me. If I feel sad sometimes, these tiny things will comfort me. Here I come, bird. Yours, Bear. Dear bird, I haven't ventured so far from home before. I'm in the dark forest now, where no one ever goes. There are huge tracks hollowed out of the ground. I just fell into one of them. I hope there aren't any trolls. I'm glad I'm joining you, but I'm sort of frightened too. I can't wait to leave this place. It feels as if I'm being watched. Kisses and goosebumps. Bear. Hello, bird. I was snared in a sailor's fishing net. Luckily, a mermaid cast a spell on him. He jumped into the water and loosened his net. She saved my life. I'll send her a pot of honey to say thank you. She has never tasted honey before. She only eats salty seaweed. Bye for now, your dripping wet bear. Dear bird, I'm writing to you from the top of a volcano. The earth is the color of night here, and the stones are scalding hot. My paws are roasting. There are strange creatures rising up out of the lava lakes. Is that what's called a mirage? I'm enclosing a little sand inside this letter. Sand that sparkles like the stars. See you soon. There. Dear bird, I'm lost in a cloud of dust. All around me I can hear horses neighing and pounding their hooves. I've found shelter inside a dead tree. A stag and an owl are hiding here too. They tell me there's a war going on. I think of you, and then I feel safer. Yours, Bear. Dear bird, calm has been restored. The horses are gone and the dust has cleared. Owl drew a map on the ground and showed me a route that avoids the battlefields. The way is longer but less dangerous. I'm going to take the path he suggested. Bye for now, bird. Yours, bear. Dear bird, I hope my silence didn't worry you. Everything's fine. I'm eating gooseberry jelly with a friendly cat. I told him my story and he invited me to stay at his place. He lives beneath a pile of branches in a beautiful birch forest. Tomorrow, I'm planning to rest. I need it. I haven't slept for nearly two weeks. I'd like to dream about you. Be patient, bird. I'm coming. Yours, Bear. Dear bird, 
Today is a big day for the cat and his friends. Squirrel from the neighboring forest is turning 100, and he's invited me to his birthday celebration. It's a costume party. I don't know yet what I'm going as. I'll catch you later, bird. Yours, Bear. Dear Bird, there's a big crowd here tonight. There are wolves, lynxes, wild boars, and children. They're wearing extraordinary costumes created from leaves, clay, and fallen branches. I made a kingfisher mask out of clay. It's almost as if you were here. Until tomorrow, my dear bird. Yours, Bear. Hello, bird. I'm the first one up. I found a carpet of strawberries and vines close to the hole where I dozed off. I'm going to make breakfast for all the guests who are still asleep. I wish I could share all these experiences with you. I miss you. Yours, Bear. Hello, bird. I said goodbye to the cat and his friends this morning. I'm traveling with another bear who's heading back to her mountains. She knows all the shortcuts, as well as all the best places for us to fish, for salmon, and to sleep. She's terrific. I bet you'd like her. The walls of the cave where we're spending the night are covered with drawings. You can spot men hunting big animals. We even found a bear carved into the rock. It's like a puzzle. Is this a hermit's cave? Will he surprise us? We'll soon find out. I don't feel as frightened now that there are two of us. I'm getting closer, bird. Yours, bear. Hello, bird. I'm on my own again. I'm making my way with a little sadness in my heart after saying goodbye to my new friend this morning. We got along so well together. I even shed a tear or two. I told her about our country. She promised me she would come and visit us in the spring. She really wants to meet you. I'm so excited at the idea of being near you. It fills me with courage. Your bear isn't very far away now. Dear bird, I'm in the desert. It's very hot here. So this is the south? I forgot to fill up my gourd with water before setting off. Soon I won't have a drop left to drink. I picture our waterfall and that makes me feel cooler. See you very soon, your bear with a parched throat. Dear bird, I still have to cross the sea. I've hollowed out a tree trunk to use as a boat, but the currents are too strong for me to set out tonight. I'm feeling happy, so happy. Tomorrow, I'll be with you. Yours, Bear. Hello, bird. I'm here. Where are you? I'm waiting for you by the eagle-shaped rock. Come quickly. Yours, Bear. Hello, bird. How disappointing. I've traveled the world to find you, but you're no longer here. The birds explained everything to me. You didn't want us to be separated by winter any more than I did, so you headed back north to find me which means you didn't receive a single one of my letters. I've gathered them all up. I'm taking great care of them, and I'll give them to you on my return. But I'm still going to write to you every day to record the final part of my adventure. See you soon, my dear bird. Yours, Bear. Dear bird, I hope you're not too cold in my den, and that fox, beaver, and badger are looking after you. I'm enjoying discovering the island you told me so much about. I've been drinking coconut milk, swimming with schools of colorful fish, and listening to the music from all sorts of different birds. We're leaving in a few weeks. I still don't know how. But your friends have a plan to get me back to my country. I'm coming. Yours, Bear. Hello, bird. What a surprise. The birds have built a nest to fit me so we can migrate together. They're going to carry me inside it. I warned them I'm very heavy, and they'll have a hard time lifting me. That annoyed them, so I'm keeping quiet from now on. It's a very comfortable nest. I slept in it last night. I dreamed I was a bird. I had feathers and wings and I was flying with you. Badger, fox, and beaver were also in my dream. They were waving at us from down below. 
I was so light when really I weigh hundreds of pounds. Tomorrow we leave. Big hugs. Yours, Bear. Dear Bird, yesterday we left the island. I'm flying over the desert, the forests, and the seas that I crossed by paw. The air currents are so fast. I'm writing to you from a cloud where we've made a stop. I'm glad I've experienced all these adventures. They've brought me closer to you. Now I know what it's like when the salty air sticks to your skin, and you must have experienced the joys of skating on the frozen lake. Now we'll understand each other when we talk about winter. I love you, bird. Yours, Bear. And the next book we're going to read is called Friends. Every morning when Charlie Rooster strutted into the barn to wake the other animals, Johnny Mouse and Fat Percy went with him to help. Good friends always stick together, they said. When this job was done, they wheeled their bicycle out of the barn and set off for their morning ride. They could ride down the roughest paths and up the steepest cliffs. No curve was too sharp for them and their bicycle. No puddle was deep enough to stop them. One day, they played a game of hide-and-seek by the village pond. While Johnny Mouse was hiding, he discovered an old boat lying in the tall grass. He showed his friends, and they decided to play pirates. Good friends always decide things together, they said. Johnny Mouse took the tiller, Charlie Rooster opened his wings to make the sail, and Fat Percy plugged up the hole in the side of the boat by sitting on it. They sailed out on the open water, and as the day went on, they felt very brave and bold. They conquered the village pond. But hunger finally sent them back to the shore. First, they tried to catch a fish, but their stomachs rumbled so loudly that they frightened all the fish away. Then they went looking for cherries. They shared them, some for Johnny Mouse, some for Charlie Rooster, and twice as many for Fat Percy. Johnny Mouse didn't mind, but Charlie Rooster complained. He said it was unfair. So they gave him the cherry stones. Friends are always fair, they said. They ate so many cherries that they all got stomach aches and had to sit down for a while before they started back. As evening fell and the shadows grew longer, they bicycled home. Behind the henhouse, near the water barrel, they swore to be friends forever. Good friends always stick together, they said. They decided to spend the night in Johnny Mouse's house but Charlie Rooster got stuck in the doorway. Then Fat Percy invited them to spend the night with him, but Johnny Mouse said he didn't want to sleep in a pigsty. Finally, Charlie Rooster suggested sleeping in the hen house. They tried to rest on a perch high above the ground, but it broke. So sadly, they said goodnight to each other and went to their own beds. Sometimes good friends can't be together, they said. But that night, they dreamed about each other, the way true friends do. The next book we're going to read is called Stick and Stone. Stick. Stone. Lonely. Alone. A zero. A one. Alone is no fun. Stick. Stone. Along comes Pinecone. Makes fun of stone. Won't leave him alone. Vanish, says Stick. His word does the trick. Stone whispers, gee, you stuck up for me. That's just what sticks do. Friends do it too. Stick, stone, no longer alone. Stick, stone, a friendship has grown. They wander, explore, lays by the shore. Then thunder and rain, a loud hurricane. Stick is windblown. There goes Pinecone. Hold on, calls out Stone. 
Again, he's alone. Search day, stick, 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 and search night. No stick in sight. What's this? A huge puddle? Stick stuck in the middle. Stone rescues him quick. Cowabunga! Curse sploosh! You rock, Stone, says Stick. That's just what stones do. Best friendship rocks, too. Stick, Stone, together again. Stick, Stone, a perfect ten to the end. And the very last book we're going to read for this special birthday episode is called The Invisible String. Liza and Jeremy, the twins, were asleep one calm and quiet night. Suddenly, it began to rain very hard. Thunder rumbled until it got so loud that it woke them up. Mommy, mommy, they cried out as they ran to her. Don't worry, you two. It's just the storm making all that noise. Go back to bed. We want to stay close to you, said Jeremy. We're scared. Mom said, you know we're always together, no matter what. But how can we be together when you're out here and we're in bed, said Liza. Mom held something right in front of them and said, this is how. Rubbing their sleepy eyes, the twins came closer to see what Mom was holding. I was about your age when my mommy first told me about the invisible string. I don't see a string, said Jeremy. You don't need to see the invisible string. People who love each other are always connected by, by a very special string made of love. But if you can't see it, how do you know it's there? asked Liza. Even though you can't see it with your eyes, you can feel it with your heart and know that you are always connected to everyone you love. When you're at school and you miss me, your love travels all the way along the string until I feel it tug on my heart. And when you tug it right back, we feel it in our hearts, said Jeremy. Does Jasper the cat have an invisible string? Liza asked. She sure does, said Mom. And best friends like me and Lucy, asked Liza. Best friends too. How far can the string reach? Anywhere and everywhere, Mom said. Would it reach me even if I were a submarine captain deep in the ocean, asked Jeremy. Yes, Mom said, even there. Or a mountain climber? Even there. A ballerina in France? Even there. A jungle explorer? Even there. How about an astronaut out in space? Yes, even there. Then Jeremy quietly asked, Can my string reach all the way to Uncle Brian in heaven? Yes, even there. Does the string go away when you're mad at us? Never, said Mom. Love is stronger than anger. And as long as love is in your heart, the string will always be there. Even when you get older and can't agree about things like what movie to see or what game to play in the back seat or what time to go to bed. Oh, that's right. You two should be in bed. And with that, they all laughed as Mom chased the twins back to their bed. Within a few minutes, they were asleep even though the storm was still making the same loud noises outside. As they slept, they started dreaming of all the invisible strings they have, and all the strings their friends have, and their friends have, and their friends have, until everyone in the world was connected by invisible strings. And from deep inside, they now could clearly see no one is ever alone. That is the end of our special birthday episode. Thank you so much for being here and happy birthday, Adriana.